In the centre of the ornate plasterwork ceiling was a double-layered crystal drop chandelier, and around the room several matching wall sconces sat against large, elegant looking glasses, so that the light of the candle flames was magnified in glittering excellence. The furniture was mainly oak, all of it finely turned, understated, and tasteful. There were five armchairs, two sofas, and a daybed some of which were upholstered in ivory and duck-egg blue stripes, some in plain ivory, and others in a pale gold material that seemed to shimmer beneath the candlelight. On a table in a corner of the room was a vase filled with fresh flowers, the blooms all whites and creams and shades of yellow. It might have been a drawing-room in any respectable wealthy house in London. Arabella marvelled at the contrast between the calm elegance of the decor and the crude reality of what went on within these walls, and was faced once more with the stark truth of what she was here to do. She dreaded the moment when some gentleman would arrive and buy her services. Indeed, she had to fight every minute not just to walk out the door and keep on walking all the way home. But she knew she could not do that. She knew very well why she was here, and the reason she must go through with this. She closed her eyes, and tried to calm the nausea and dread that was prickling a cold sweat upon her forehead and upper lip. A hundred guineas a week, Mrs. Silver had promised. A fortune, indeed. A hundred guineas to sell herself. A hundred guineas to save them all. Dominic Furneaux, otherwise known as His Grace the Duke of Arsford, swirled the brandy in his glass while he deliberated over the four cards held in his hand. Then, having made his decision, he drained the contents of the glass in a single gulp and gestured to the banker to deal him another card. There was an audible intake of air from the smartly dressed men gathered around the Duke's gaming table in White's Gentleman's Club. The pile of guineas heaped in the centre of the table was high, and most of it had been staked by the Duke himself. The card was dealt with a flip, so that it was placed face up on the green bays before the Duke. Marcus Henschel, Viscount Stanley, craned his neck to look over the top of the heads of the gentlemen that stood before him. The Ace of Hearts. An omen of love, someone whispered. The Duke ignored them. Five-card trick, vingt-un. He smiled lazily as if he cared, and laid his cards upon the table for all to see. Well, I'll be damned, but Osford has the very luck of the devil, someone else exclaimed. There was laughter and murmurs and the scrape of chairs against the polished wood of the floor, as his friends threw in their cards and got to their feet. What say you all to finding ourselves some entertainment of a different variety? For what remains of the night, Lord Bulford said. The suggestion was met with raucous approval. I know, does the place, Lord Devlin chipped in. An establishment in which the wares are quite delicious enough to satisfy the most exacting of men. More laughter and lewd comments. Dominic watched as Stanley made his excuses and left, rushing home to his wife and baby. He felt a pang of jealousy and of bitterness. There was no woman or child awaiting Dominic. Indeed, there was nothing in Osford House that he wanted, save perhaps the cellar of brandy.
But that was the way he wanted it. Women were such faithless creatures. Come on, Alsford, drawled Sebastian Hunter, only son and heir to a vast fortune. We cannot have you celebrating all alone. When have I ever celebrated alone? Dominic asked with a nonchalant shrug. True, old man, said Bulford, but I'll warrant the pleasures to be had in the house of paradise to which Devlin will take us will beat that offered by whichever little ladybird you have waiting for you in your bed. Dominic's smile was hollow. He had his share of women. Indeed, he supposed that he truly did merit the title of rake that London bestowed upon him. But there was no ladybird waiting in his bed. There never had been. Dominic did not bring women home. He visited the beds of those women who understood the game and walked away afterwards. He gave them money and expensive...